Hey everyone, this is Danielle Gervino, and I'm the New York-based life and style blogger behind DanielleGervino.com. With a few successful years of blogging under my belt and a background in marketing and design, I'm taking you behind the scenes of the industry and sharing my tips and tricks for growing your brand. We'll chat productivity and design, social media, brand partnerships, growth, and more. I'm dishing out my honest, unfiltered advice and exclusive actionable strategies for monetizing your influence. This is Blogging Unscripted. Hi guys, before we dive into today's episode, I want to chat with you about brand new Blogging Unscripted premium resources. As you know, most of our episodes have resources attached to them, which are shared exclusively in our Facebook group. I've been working over the past month to develop some supplemental premium resources for you, which are officially live and ready to go. Don't worry, our regular episode resources will still be a part of our Facebook group, but if you're looking to level up and take our episode content one step further, I really want you to check these out. So our premium resources for this episode will be a holiday pitch template and a Q4 timetable, including top pinned content and buzzworthy topics of interest for October through December 2019. You can grab these resources over at bit.ly slash blogging unscripted premium and use code unscripted fall for a listener discount. Again, pop over to bit.ly slash blogging unscripted premium for this episode's premium resources. Now let's get to the good stuff. We're just a few weeks out from the official start of another holiday season, which is honestly kind of crazy to me. The fact that it is already mid-October, I hate rushing this time of year and it always goes so fast and I know I'm sure many of you guys feel the same but as bloggers I'm sure you guys know that holiday season is just a whole different ball game so I feel like holiday season in the blogging world is like holiday season 2.0 there's more to plan more to do more to spend more to make it just literally more of everything and when I talked to you guys back in September about What you wanted to see, there was a really big response around holiday-focused content, holiday-focused strategies, pitching, all that stuff. So I know it took me a little bit while to round it up. It's been a busy month, and I really just wanted to make sure I was delivering this content to you in a really organized way that was going to give you the most bang for your buck without the buck because I'm giving it to you for free. So we've got a lot to cover today. I, I think that what I've done is I've, I've broken it down for you in a really organized way that's going to be easy to understand and digest. As always, I do recommend grabbing like your laptop or a notepad or something so you can just kind of jot down as we go um, if you are a note taker like I am. So anyway, when I talk to other bloggers about holiday season, I always get this general consensus of bloggers feeling overwhelmed and overwork like you can't keep up with everything going on around you and you always feel like there's more to be doing and that is true it definitely is but I also feel like navigating holiday season as a blogger is as chaotic or not as you make it so if you wing it obviously you're going to be pulling your hair up by week two And if you try to ride on the coattails of other bloggers by mimicking their schedule, their gift guides, etc., you're going to fall flat by week four. And what I kind of want to do today is refocus a little bit and talk about mapping out your own schedule and giving yourself some planning time, which I'll say it now and you'll probably hear me say it again and again this episode, 
Planning is so essential for a successful holiday season. And I know some of you guys are there like dragging your feet. Well, like, ah, I just like to do stuff last minute. And I get it, but you can't do it last minute for holiday season. So I kind of look at holiday season as an event on my blogging calendar. And just as I wouldn't jump into a hosted event or an event that I was attending headfirst without a plan, I wouldn't jump into holiday season without a plan. And those of you who do, you're going to have a big wake up call today because life is about to get a lot easier. So that brings us to resource number one. Before we even kick off the bulk of our episode, this is not a premium resource, so it will be shared with everyone in our Facebook group. And for those of you who are more curious about premium resources, don't worry, I will link all of the info as I link resources and episode info and all that good stuff. I'll link it right in that Facebook group post in our group. And if you are brand new and you're like, well, where do I get the Facebook group? I'll probably say that five times to this episode. You can join us over at bit.ly slash blogging unscripted on FB. And by the way, I know I'm getting off on a little bit of a tangent, but we're like 10 away from 800 members. And I'm like, just kind of in disbelief that we have this big of a community in this little of time and that the community that we have is so damn awesome. So I'm just really excited. Um, Okay, so back to the resource. I shared with you guys last episode an editorial calendar based on Google Drive that I use throughout the year to track my content and collabs and that helps me stay organized. And so for today's episode, I'm going to be sharing another version of that editorial calendar specifically focused on holiday season. So again, as always, all of the resources that I'm going to mention in this episode that will be in our Facebook group, you can find them over at bit.ly slash blogging unscripted on FB. So what are we going to cover today? Uh, I'm feeling like a little punchy today, by the way. I think it's because I just, it's that time of the month. Sorry if that's TMI, but I think you're all girls. And I just ate about six handfuls of candy corns and M&Ms. So I've got a lot of energy. All right. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to chat content timeline and we're going to chat best practices for doing what, when, We're going to chat holiday pitching and collaborations, and also we're going to chat about how you should be shifting your content during Q4 towards um, maximum value for your audience, which is also going to help you monetize. While we should be pre-planning for holiday season in the end of Q3, which is like September-ish, When we make that shift into Q4 at the start of October is when we should really be like hitting the ground running. So that's now. And one of the biggest questions surrounding holiday season is planning. Where do I even begin? And so what I want to do is I want to break down the first section of this episode for you with six best practices for holiday content planning. Best practice number one, use an editorial calendar and develop a plan. Will you be sharing gift guides, holiday party outfit inspo, holiday beauty tutorials? I want you to forget what's popular and take this time to ask your audience what they would really benefit from seeing this holiday season. You have to remember that if you're ramping it up and plan to put in all of this extra work, you got to be doing it for something. And that something in this case is your audience. The more relevant your content is, the easier it's going to be to monetize. And in order to develop that relevant content, you have to plan. 
There's no way around it. I like to pull my audience around mid-October, aka now. Haven't done it yet, but it's on my agenda. Probably won't do it for another week or two, but just that's how it's going this month. Um, So I like to plan them about what they want to see during the holidays. So mostly simple yes or no type polls, i.e. like, do you want to see gift guides? Yes or no. Do you want to say holiday party outfit inspo? Yes or no. And I can get more specific with those as we get closer to the actual content execution but this is at least this at least gives me a starting point and it allows me to take the information that they give me and merge it to the ideas that I already have for my holiday content so as you gather that info from your audience just start a list of your post ideas you can actually do this right in the holiday editorial calendar if you want to keep everything in one place I recommend doing that because it'll just keep you organized And this kind of planning ahead, this can apply to blog posts or social media posts. What the planning is going to help you do is weed out the fluff because there is a lot, if not too much, way too much holiday fluff. You want to be giving your audience a reason to be coming to your posts first and foremost before everyone else's because they are the most value to them. Moving on to best practice number two have your holiday content collaboration pitches prepped and ready to go. And don't worry, we're going to spend a whole section chatting about pitching during the holidays a little bit later on. But another best practice for holiday content planning is to have the pitches you are in control of organized and ready to go. And it's as simple as that. One thing that you'll learn if you haven't yet is that during holiday season, some brands are all over their marketing campaigns and have already have everything planned ready to execute October 1, while others will kind of trickle in all the way up until two weeks before Christmas. And my advice here is to stick with the ones who are on top of their game because it's going to make your life a lot easier. If you're following best practice number one, your holiday content should be planned and ready to go by end of October, which should also include some of your sponsored content. Of course, it's not going to include all because you're not going to know what your entire sponsored calendar looks like for holidays by end of October. It's just not going to happen, but you should start to know some and get like a little bit of a gist or an idea or even just have in your head what kinds of sponsored content you're wanting to work on for the holiday season. So ideally what it's going to do is it'll leave you a few more slots to fill in as offers come in or as pitches land, but it will also allow you to stay say no to those last minute projects that are going to cause more stress than anything good. Best practice number three, write email marketing into your holiday content and plan to amp up your sends. Holiday season is prime time for email marketing and people are looking for things like guides, deals, recipes, how-tos, inspiration, basically all the things. They just want it. They, they just want everything during the holidays. So whether you do a weekly holiday series where you cover one topic of interest or a holiday newsletter where you share a little bit of everything, sit down and carve out some planning time for something that's going to get your audience excited. And again, if you don't know, ask them. I feel like we sometimes overlook asking our audience and we sit here hemming and hawing over like, well, what am I going to do? I just, I feel stuck. I feel like I'm in a rut. Ask people what they want to see. And if you're feeling like not enough people are answering or people aren't watching your Insta stories, 
the people who are answering and watching are the people who are reading your content. So take it for what it is. Your audience, no matter how big or small, is so valuable. So one great way to grab a few extra email subscribers before the start of holiday season is to just offer up an opt-in freebie. And we've talked about this before with just a regular subscriber list. Want to see the 10 apps I can't live without during holiday season? Sign up for my email list and receive a free copy. Again, something that your audience is going to see value in. So while apps might be something that my audience jumps at, it might be something that yours doesn't. So take that into consideration too. Best practice number four, repeat and repurpose your holiday content. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Holidays are holidays and honestly not much changes from year to year other than what your audience may be most interested in. So head into your Google Analytics and take a look at your posts from one to two holiday seasons prior, what got a lot of traction, what fell flat, figure it out. Do like a little analytic deep dive. For my blog audience in particular, gift guides are always big. And I know that my audience looks for budget-friendly finds, and I also know that they prefer to shop by category. So every year, what I've been doing for the past three years is releasing a series of gift guides from November through December, and this is what I call repeated content. I'm using the same overall idea, the same templates, basically the same wording, and I'm just changing the core featured items. So still work, yes, but definitely less work when the content is repeated. For my Instagram audience, a lot of my followers look for holiday party outfit ideas or just like winter outfit ideas, outfits in general. So I'll also repeat this content from year to year because I know it works. Repurposing your holiday content is also a great strategy for the holidays and one that could bring in a lot of blog traffic from Pinterest in particular if done right. What you can do is head into your old posts and create new pins. Update your pinnable image if it's applicable. All of these, by the way, have like a little asterisk next to them if applicable. You don't have to do them all. Just do the ones that make sense and the ones that work. So update your pinnable image, your pin description, edit your content where it's needed, take out any outdated information or broken links, and This kind of repurposing works great for roundup posts that might feature something like a recipe or a cocktail, also for decor ideas or style trends that are kind of like still at the forefront and still popular. The only piece of holiday content that I would not recommend repurposing for obvious reasons, but I just feel like I have to say it is a gift guide. Although you may definitely find some staple items that you've used in last year's guides that are still in stock and can be used again, for the most part, you should be obviously changing your gift guides from year to year. So let's move on. Best practice number five, spruce up your media kits and raise your rates. For most bloggers, holiday season is going to prove to be a busier time of year when it comes to sponsored content. And star, star, star times 10, this is so important. That doesn't mean you should necessarily be taking on more sponsored content, but it means it's going to be more readily available. So it's going to be there. There are going to be more opportunities to pitch, more opportunities to say yes, but that doesn't mean you should be saying yes more than you usually do 
Too much sponsored content is not something that brands like to see. It's not something that your audience likes to see. And so just always, always remember that just because it's holiday season, it doesn't mean you should be shelling out one sponsored post per week. Have your media kit updated and ready to go with a few different versions that are going to cater to potential incoming holiday collabs or that will be like a resource for a pitch that you're sending out. So for example, if you regularly work on beauty content, create a version of your media kit with some work samples of your past holiday beauty looks or campaigns that you've done for brands that are beauty focused that you're really proud of. This time of year is also a great time to bump your rates a bit. You don't have to, but I'm going to tell you why and I think it's going to make sense. Really simply put, Holiday season means bigger marketing budgets. Holiday budgets skyrocket for many brands, not all, but many. And more money to give means more money to ask for. So I am not talking astronomical rate bumps here. I'm talking reasonable raises that also align with the project at hand. Many holiday campaigns, if we really look at them, are often more involved than regular campaigns outside of the holiday season, so that's also a great reason to be asking for a little bit more. And I know I'm going to get follow-up questions with people asking, well, what's a reasonable raise, 100, 500, double my rate, and I don't have an answer for you, sorry. It's what you feel comfortable with, just like we talked about in our negotiation episode, the worst that can happen when you go in for a higher rate is that a brand can say no, and here I go again with the brands, and you can (laughs) negotiate it down. So it might look like 100 for me, it might look like 500 for you, and it might look like 75 for the next girl. You just have to do what feels comfortable and what feels right. Sometimes you just got to go with your gut. So I'm going to leave that one there and let's move on to the last best practice, number six, which is maximizing your Pinterest page for the holidays. As I've mentioned many times before, Pinterest is one of the biggest traffic drivers for your blog and you can ramp up your Pinterest page views by getting your page holiday ready by focusing on top pinned subjects each month. And this is actually where our first blogging unscripted premium resource is going to come in. I have a resource for you that is a Q4 resource that is your go-to Pinterest resource. It has the 2019 trends for October, November, and December. It has topics. It has suggested types of pins. And so you can learn more about that resource. I won't go into too much detail, but it's a good one at bit.ly slash blogging unscripted premium. So for Pinterest, you want to plan to pin a mix of user generated content and personal content. And holiday group boards are also another great way to get eyes on your accounts, either create one or join one. There's so many out there. There's actually a website. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before called pin groupie. And I don't know if it's pingroupie.com.net. Just Google search pin groupie. I'm just saying this off the top of my head right now. And you can find all different Pinterest group boards broken down by subject and category. And you might find something there that aligns with your content and that may be a great group for you to join. So the thought with maximizing your Pinterest during this time of year is that Pinterest is a huge destination for users performing holiday focused content searches. And the more actively that you're pinning both user generated and personal content to your page, 
the more the Pinterest algorithm is going to be working in your favor. And the more the algorithm works in your favor, the more eyes will be on your account. And the more eyes that will be on your account, the more likely those eyes will be to find a pin with your content, which translates to traffic, traffic, more traffic, and potentially money from monetization, whatever you're doing to monetize your blog. Once they're there, it's up to them. But if you can get them there in the first place, that's a, it's a really great tool to have on your side. And Pinterest is that tool. So those are our six best practices. As promised, I want to just keep this going. I want to dive a bit more into practice number two, which is having your holiday content collaboration pitches prepped and ready to go. This was probably Actually, no, this was by far the subject that came up most when I asked you guys what you wanted to chat about in relation to holiday content. The biggest questions, and I want to just go over them so you kind of can know as we're talking about them. The biggest questions that people asked were, number one, when should I start pitching to brands for the holidays? Number two, what is the best approach to pitching brands for the holidays? And this one has like a little caveat under it. What's the best approach for sending a concise holiday pitch? We'll also talk about that. And then number three, how do I find brands to pitch to for the holidays that are willing to work with bloggers? So let's get right to them. So number one, when should I start pitching to brands for the holidays? Now, like right now, after you finish listening to this podcast now. If we kind of think about the general gist of how brand marketing works, seasonal brand launches never actually align with the current month. And what I mean is like, for example, for brands, their spring summer lines actually start in January and run until June. And just a a solid example of this is during Fashion Week this past September, I um, was meeting with my friend Elizabeth, who works for the Mark Fisher showroom. And she was showing me their new spring line. And I said, Oh, this is so cool. I'm so excited. When's the launch? And she's like, you actually don't have to wait till, till too long. We are launching in February. So that's when spring comes out. The reason that I'm telling you this long story long is because while it might feel a little funny to start shifting your focus to holiday in September when it's still 80 degrees out and you're still enjoying the last weeks of summer, brands are already knee deep in their holiday launches. So while ideally October is an optimal time to start pitching for the holiday season, I say that with one caveat being that The optimal time to start pitching for holiday season is really when you're prepared and ready to start pitching for holiday season. If anything, you should be more on top of your game than ever writing a holiday pitch knowing that many brands already have their holiday content marketing locked and loaded. And that brings us to question number two, which is what is the best approach to pitching brands for the holidays? So here's what your holiday pitch shouldn't be. It shouldn't lack direction. It shouldn't be full of fluff. It shouldn't be outlandish or too complicated to execute. It shouldn't seem like more work for the brand to wrap their head around than it is for you to execute. And what your holiday pitch should be on the flip side is it should be goal-oriented. It should be clear and concise. It should provide an offer rather than an ask. And overall, it should just be a quick introduction to who you are, why you'd love to work with the brand, and what you can do for them. 
I want to just really quickly go back to a point I just mentioned regarding offer and ask because I actually recently just had a call with my friend Kalia who I did a video chat with for her coaching group and we discussed in our video chat this kind of aspect of being one of the most important aspects of a pitch and I want to share it with you. So oftentimes when I hear a sample pitch, the body of the pitch email contains an ask. So for example, what I mean by an ask is I'll hear, would X be interested in partnering together? Or I'd love to work with X during this holiday season. And that's where I think a lot of bloggers go wrong. You have to remember that when you're pitching to a brand, you're asking them to hire you. And asking a brand if they want to hire you to work on a campaign and pay you without first telling them what you plan to offer them in return, it's just, it's essentially doing business backwards. So if we take a shoe brand, for example, let's take GSW, who's one of my very favorite brand partners. Um, You could say something like this. As we approach the holiday season, I'd love to partner with GSW to highlight a few ways to style ankle boots for a holiday party in the form of an Instagram post or whatever you plan to do. Here's what I had in mind, dot, dot, dot. And you just give them one quick, easy to the point sentence. This gives the brand something to at least start with. And if they have a different campaign initiative or a different direction that they want to go in, which they often will, great. But most importantly, they know what you're offering rather than what you're asking for. And it just starts you off on the right foot. The best approach really simply put to pitching a brand for the holidays is to come up with a great offer that's going to stand out from the rest. So I recommend for a holiday pitch, following my simple pitch format that we've talked about in more detail in episode six. And that pitch format starts with a simple intro, who you are, what you blog about, your brand mission, and links to your blog or social media channels. And then you're going to move into your body, which is where you're going to discuss why you'd be a great fit for the brand during holiday season with an example. So this is a great place to personalize your pitch. You can share the importance of the brand to you, why you have a connection with them, how long you've been following them for anything quick, easy. That just kind of gives that little sense of connection. And then you're going to end your pitch with your offer how you'd love to team up. So is it a styled tablescape for a holiday dinner party that you're pitching to a decor brand? Is it a capsule lookbook of holiday inspired pieces and how to style them that you're pitching to a clothing brand? Get creative without dragging it out. And I know that that's easier said than done, but it will come with practice. So you can also close with a I'd love to brainstorm some ideas and talk more details about how we can work together or I have some ideas for the holiday tablescape, the style shoot that I'd love to chat more about. And this kind of leaves the door open to continue the conversation by letting the brand know you still have more to share and you'd love to chat if they're open to it without beating a dead horse and dragging on the email to no end so it ends up in their trash bin. 
So I am actually going to be sharing a generic holiday pitch template as one of our Blogging Unscripted premium resources for this episode. And for those of you who are listening to all of this and taking it in but saying, I just need to see it visually, that will be available for you. So again, bit.ly slash blogging unscripted premium is where you can find the premium resources mentioned in this episode. Jumping back into the pitching, that brings us to our last most asked question, which is how do I find brands to pitch to for the holidays that are willing to work with bloggers? And I want to share a hard truth and I want to get it out of the way and then we can talk about the good stuff. Most brands are willing to work with bloggers, but not all brands are willing to work with you. And that shouldn't be something that you harp on or feel discouraged about because at the end of the day, it really just comes down to timing and fit. And while you may not be the best fit for a brand that you pitched to this year, the timing may be better come next holiday season and another opportunity might arise. Being turned down by a brand is one of those things that truly comes with the job and truthfully speaking, the more experience you have being turned down, the more equipped you're going to be when it comes to perfecting your pitches, negotiating with brands and hearing what they're looking for. So just a little side note to always take no with a grain of salt and don't take it to heart. So to answer this question, I don't think that there's one resource or place that I can refer you to because in my opinion, who's going to want to work for you and pay you depends on who you are and how valuable you are to a given brand. And that's going to look different for everybody. So for some people that might look like an influencer network, like collectively Aspire IQ or four, but for most, it means direct outreach. I think a lot of people shy away from direct outreach because it means more work, but it's truly where you're going to get the most bang for your buck because you're handpicking the brands. So in terms of finding the right contacts, it can be tricky, but know that this step right here is where a lot of people quit and say no to the work involved with finding a contact, which means that those of you who push through, you're in a much smaller pool with some like solid gold at your fingertips. So few tips which we've mentioned in previous episodes, um, always start with Google when you're searching for a contact. Use keywords like social media director, public relations, influencer marketing, and just do a simple brand search. So for example, free people, social media director. That's typically what it's gonna do is typically lead you to a LinkedIn page where you can find a name and a title that gives you some more info to then jump back into Google and plug in. And if nothing turns up there, there are two sites that I recommend. And if you haven't caught these previous episodes, definitely write them down. They both have free versions and are great for finding contacts. Number one is Rocket Reach. And number two is Zoom Info. And Zoom Info, I I believe Zoom Info Community is the free version that you can get access to. A lot of times too with platforms like Rocket Reach and Zoom Info, if it doesn't turn up the direct contact, it will at least give you an email format. And if you have that name from LinkedIn or a Google search, you can backtrack and figure out a possible email address and Again, this takes work and sometimes a lot of digging and sometimes you're not going to be successful. Um, 
But if it makes you feel any better, over the past five or so years, I've built a list of over 300 brand contacts from top, top companies on my radar, all with confirmed email addresses through this method. So it is possible, but it takes time. All right, so let's switch gears a little bit and jump into some holiday content ideas. So I'm actually really excited about this. I just thought it up um, earlier today and slotted it into the episode. I'm going to be sharing a Google Doc in our Facebook group, bits.ly slash blogging unscripted on FB, that we are going to collectively as a group be able to edit in real time to make a huge, incredible, fantastic list master list of holiday content ideas. So I think that this is going to be an incredible resource for us all to collectively use and we can refer back to it year after year. So make sure to check the link for that in the Facebook group and definitely contribute if you can because the more ideas we have, uh, the easier it's going to be on all of us collectively. So we'll save specifics for the doc, but here's the type of holiday content that I've seen perform best over the past three or so seasons. Number And this isn't in, in any particular order. So number one, drink recipe or decor roundups for holiday parties or gatherings. These type of posts can sometimes be harder to monetize, but they can be great clickbait resource for Pinterest that drives traffic to your blog. Number two, gift guides. And I know that this is an obvious and an overused one, but it's one that people continue to ask for year after year. I found that the most effective gift guides are the ones that have a theme attached to them. So for example, gifts for the beauty guru, gifts for coworkers, and gift guides are a great way to make some affiliate revenue. And items from these guides can easily also be repurposed and shared on your social media channels. So you can, you can get those multiple streams of revenue with one guide, if that makes sense. Number three is holiday outfit and beauty inspiration. I feel like holiday season is kind of like Halloween in the sense that people like to step out a little bit from their comfort zone, get a little more glammed up and maybe try a new look. You can do something like an inspiration for a budget-friendly holiday look or a drugstore brand makeup look, something that's both attainable and fun. As always, keep in mind your audience when you're planning a post like this and just make sure that what you're sharing is relevant enough for them to want to recreate. Remember that if it's not valuable for them, it's a waste of your time. Number four is holiday hacks and budgeting. So these types of posts are actually great, great clickbait-esque posts that are a great way to get people to your blog. And I just want to note, these types of posts are great for bringing in traffic. However, once your viewers are there, your blog needs to be locked and loaded with a bunch of great holiday resources on your landing page that your readers can continue to explore. So for example, a reader might find a pin for six ways to budget for holiday season on Pinterest and come to my blog to read the article. But at the end of the article, they'll also notice links that I've put in that post to check out other holiday-focused content like gift guides, gift ideas, etc. So while they may have come there with another purpose, I've also given them a reason to stay and to continue to invest in my content. One thing that all four of these types of posts have in common is that they're providing value to the reader by either educating, inspiring, or entertaining. So while it may be fun to just kind of sit down one Saturday afternoon and 
write a blog post about your favorite holiday memory growing up, you also have to think about the value that you're providing to your readers in doing that. And you need to throw that self-serving content out the effing window. As we make this shift into holiday season, it's also really important to create a holiday-focused space or a kind of like a one-stop destination, so to speak, on your blog that your readers will take the time to stop and invest in, like we were just mentioning. So create a separate holiday tab on your landing page menu, front and center, so your readers can explore all of the holiday-focused content you have to offer. Think easy navigation, user-friendly experience, and Create some tabs within your holiday section for whatever holiday content you're going to be sharing. So I personally will typically create tabs for gift guides, gift ideas, holiday party outfit inspo, and any other click-worthy content that I want to be easily accessible. There are so many moving parts and details that really go into creating an experience for your readers during holiday season, but if you take a step back and focus on doing it right by planning ahead and planning that valuable content, you're going to see a return. Promise. With that, I'm ready to move on to questions. I think we have four today, so not too many because I did answer a lot of them throughout the episode, but these that I pulled from the Facebook group just have a little more content that I want to elaborate on. So as always, if you guys have questions, I like to post episode threads before our episodes launch while I'm still in the planning stages to allow you guys to ask questions. So you can always check that out in the Facebook group One more time, bit.ly slash blogging unscripted on FB. I love your questions. I love hearing them. I love reading them. I love answering them. So keep them coming because it really, it's what like fuels my episodes. So don't stop asking. So our first question comes from Catherine and she says, my issue with shopping guides, holiday content, etc. is how to provide value beyond here's a list of items that I want you to buy because you know I make commission off them. So how do I tie in the traditions, the stories, the recipes, etc., and include the affiliate links without it feeling like I'm selling to them? I know we talked a little bit about this, but I just think it's so important to reiterate, ask them what they want. Simple as that. Ask your audience if they even want to see gift guides. And if they do, what are they really looking for help with? When it's something that someone needs, for example, I need a gift for my coworker and I need help now. I have no ideas and I want your guidance. Your audience is not going to see that as here's a list of items I want to buy. I would just focus on giving them the value that they want and what they need. And for all of the more personal things that you want to share, like the traditions, the stories, the recipes, you can certainly work those into some posts. But one thing that I recommend doing is sharing those personal things on stories so you're front and center. I feel like people really feel a connection when they can hear it from you directly. Um, And so I think that Instagram stories or any kind of, if you do YouTube, video is great. I think video content goes a long way when you are sharing special things like that. All right, let's move on. Megan asks, what is the best way to pitch holiday decor? And my answer is with an idea. So think holiday bar cart, holiday tablescape, how to add colorful accents to a room for holiday season and add that idea 
into the pitch format that we talked about earlier. So find a way to tie it into your audience. You can poll them and ask them if they want to see X as it relates to holiday decor and then share that with the brand. Always go back to focusing on that offer and how you can help that brand in exchange for what you're asking from them. Next question, Brianna says, I've been told that the more specific your pitch is, the better. How do you pitch a campaign idea to a brand when in reality, I'm sure that they already have their creative campaigns ready? So I know I touched on a little bit on this before, but I want to come back to it just for a quick sec. Um, I have to disagree with whoever told you the thing about the specificity. And instead, I'm going to say that I feel that the more purposeful your pitch is, rather than the more specific it is, the better. I mean, you are definitely correct in that many brands have creative campaigns ready to go, but at the same time, many brands are also looking for a bit of direction because realistically speaking, if you're marketing their content, you're marketing it to your audience and who knows your audience better than you. So while you're, you'll kind of see a mix of both, I think it's okay to throw out an idea and it shows that you've put some thought into how you want to work with the brand and that you've invested in partnering together. And the worst that they can do is say, thanks for the input, but here's what we had in mind. Ultimately, I would kind of throw out an umbrella idea. Here's what I'd love to share. Here's how I'd share it and leave the details that you may or may not even get to for a later conversation. Next question comes from Helen and she asks, do bloggers charge brands to do holiday giveaways? I see a lot of 12 days of giveaways by huge bloggers and wonder if they're getting paid to partner with those brands. At what point should you be charging brands to do giveaways with you? So my answer to this is yes and no. I personally do 12 days of giveaways for my followers every year as a way to give back to them and just say thank you for their support. And I will do some gifts on my own and partner with brands for others. So I can't speak for others, but for me, if I'm doing 12 days of giveaways in in the first place, I'm not asking for money unless I'm being solicited by a brand. I will typically reach out to brands that I have relationships with and do these types of giveaways as a sort of fun way to give back during holiday season. And oftentimes what's happening is that brands are gifting the items that I'm giving away and that's the extent of it. I think that in terms of at what point should you be charging brands to do giveaways with you, I really think the only appropriate time to be asking for compensation from a giveaway in which you're not producing any content for is if you're being solicited to do the giveaway solely as a way for that brand to use your audience and get more eyes on their company. So if that's the case, I kind of look at it more as a sponsorship in which I was sponsoring the giveaway to help it gain more traction. Hope that makes sense. Holy crap, my my voice is so tired today. I haven't talked that long in a really long time. I can can hear it in my voice. So we're going to wrap here today for uh, today's episode. And if you still have questions, you can let me know by sending me a DM on Instagram, blogging unscripted, or even better yet, post your questions to our running Q&A thread in the blogging unscripted Facebook group. If you're not a member, you can join at bit.ly slash blogging unscripted on FB. The candy corn and M&Ms have definitely 
run out and my sugar high is rapidly dropping. <laughs> if you have not already, we are almost at 100 reviews and it makes me so incredibly happy. Um, help get us to 100 by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. And don't forget to come say hi. Um, we have almost, I mentioned this before, 800 members in our group and you guys are just amazing. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep contributing. You guys give better advice than I do half the time. Make sure to come follow me over on Instagram at Danielle Gervino and at Blogging Unscripted. I know it's been a little quiet over at Blogging Unscripted. Um, just trying to balance life, blogging, and a million other things. So hang in there and I will see you guys for our next episode. By the way, really excited to tell you that I have gotten quite a few pitches uh, with amazing entrepreneurs, uh, PR people, organizational experts over the past few months. And I'm really excited to ramp up to start bringing guests on the podcast. And I know you guys have been looking forward to that. So stay tuned for that. It's coming soon. Stay tuned for our next episode topic in the Facebook group. As always, I'm going to kind of leave it up to you guys. I'm going to give you a few choices, let you decide and we'll go from there. And I promise that we will not have as long of a break with this one as we did with the last one. So I bid you adieu. I don't even know if that's the right term, but I will chat with you guys soon. Thanks for listening.